today to think about what's ahead of us. We don't know. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. We don't know what's coming the next hour. What's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen to our country, our nation. We don't know what's going to happen to our world. Rather than the things that the Bible, that God's Word tells us is going to happen. Now we can rest assured on the things that He says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Amen. It's going to, there's many things that have come to pass and there's some things that's, that's in our future that's going to happen. And some people may laugh and scorn and mock at what God's Word says about what's going to happen in the future. Uh, but it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. It's not something to be laughed at, scorned at, made fun of. Amen. What God said is going to be so. And I'll choose to stay with Him. I'll choose to be on His side. I believe He's the winning side tonight. I believe He's the winning side to be on tonight. Praise the Lord. And, uh, so, will we endure what is ahead? I hope we will. I hope that God will help us. To whatever's coming ahead of us that is in our future, that God's going to help us, Brother Kent, to endure. To be like Second Timothy, I believe. Four or three summers I'll read it right now. This uh, summer's there to talk about uh, dear, you know, hardness is a good soldier. That we all, and I used that scripture some time ago and preached about it, but that we endure hardness as a good soldier. To be a good soldier for the Lord. Amen. I imagine tonight, probably if we had a little discussion, then, uh, Brother Jacob could probably tell us about what being a good soldier is about. What it takes to be a good soldier. Amen? What it takes to be right with the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter tonight. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. We're going to begin at verse 16. We're going to go through verses 18 and then verse 7. Or I mean chapter 7 and verse 1. In 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verse 16, the Apostle Paul here is writing to the Corinthians. He said, And what agreement hath the temple of God with ours? Now you know who the temple of God is talking about. That's us. That's you. That's me. He said, What does our temple have to do with ours? What kind of agreement? agreement have we made with the idols? Have we accepted as idols in this world to have some, some meaning in our life and some purpose in our life? God doesn't want any idols to have any meaning or purpose in our life. Amen? Not a bit. He said, what agreement have the temple of God with idols? He said, for you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Oh, what a comforting thought it is Amen. to read these passages of Scripture. To know the things that He said. He said, I will dwell with you. I will dwell in you. And I will be with you. So whatever we do, wherever we go, God, He'll go with us. He'll be with us. We don't have to walk through this world alone. So in our walking, he said, I'll be with you. Yes, and I'll be in you. I'll dwell in you. And I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. He said, wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. 
Come out from among what? Come out from among idols, Paul was saying. Come out from among those things of the world that are separating you from a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out from among things of the world that's a hindrance to you, that's holding you bound, or that is keeping you divided from Christ. Come out from among those things. He said, and be ye separate. Separate yourself, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean things. Don't handle the things that are unclean. Don't handle the things that are abomination to men. Don't associate with it. Don't give it no space in your life. Anything that is abominable or anything that is of damnation, anything that is destructive, don't have no part with it, he said. He said, and I will, I will receive you. Yes. I tell you, that can't be more, be no more comforting than that. And when he says, I will receive you. And what he says that we're to do is to come out from among the things of the world and be separate. And if you do that, he said, I'll receive you. I'll receive you to myself. Amen. <clears throat> and said, and will be a father unto you. There's no father like the heavenly father. Amen. Our heavenly father. I had a good earthly father in many ways. Sometimes I'd be aggravated. Sometimes he did things that I didn't like. And I'm sure I did a lot of things that he didn't like. That's when he corrected Because <laughs> he was bigger and he was a dad. But we got a heavenly father. When we receive Christ, we have a heavenly Father. My goodness. He said, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and be my daughters. Don't that make you feel good? You know, to be his sons and his daughters. To be our heavenly father's children. Just to be called a child of God. What a comfort it is to be called a child of God. To know my heavenly father. To know whom I believe and am trusting day by day as I walk through this life, as you walk through this life. He says, therefore, having therefore these promises. What promises? What was he talking about? He was talking about coming out from among the world and he would receive us and he would be our father. And we'd be his sons and daughters. Having he said these promises. Can there be any better promises than that? Than him receiving us. And us being his, his sons and daughters. As he's our heavenly father. That's what Paul was saying. That's what he was telling the Corinthians here. He said having therefore these promises. He said dearly beloved. Let us cleanse ourselves. From all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Let us cleanse ourselves from the things of this world that will seek to defile us, that will seek to condemn us, that will, that will work to divide us from Christ, to 
divide us from that relationship with Jesus Christ and with our Heavenly Father. Let's cleanse ourselves. Amen. Let's put away those things of the flesh that are not profitable. Put away those things that hurt the flesh. Put away those things that will hurt or damage the Spirit of God in my life. Put away those things that will cause His Spirit to leave me if I don't separate myself from Him. Amen. Amen. So that I might endure what's ahead. That you may endure the things that are ahead of you. Because we don't know what's ahead of us. But God knows what's ahead of us. And He knows how to set our steps. Amen. He knows how to put our steps in order. He knows how to order our day. Amen. Sometimes when we may have a little hesitation in our morning when we get up or something. Or a delay of some kind. It just might be Brother Kent that he's causing something to happen so that we won't be involved in something that's ahead of us that could be hurtful or harmful to us. Amen. Or be destructive to us. Could be a means of an accident. Or, you know, of a tree falling over a road as you going down the road in a vehicle. Amen. Could be Jacob going down the road in a mine as some of the men in the military have experienced. Blew up, you know, in the truck that they were in. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. You know, was, they have scouts that I know that go ahead, you know, to they do a lot of travels and, and try to search out mines and things like that so that their travels is not so dangerous. But when they begin to have combat, they, they can't scout out those things. Mm -hmm. When they're in combat, they're uh, they're having to, to defend and to to uh, be on the offense. So the things that will hinder us, the things that will hinder our relationship of the flesh, he said, put it away. Cleanse ourselves of that. He called it filthiness. Cleanse ourselves of the filthiness God calls it. And there's a lot of things in this world that are filthy. And of course, when sin is covered over on it, it is filthy. But Satan has a way of working in people's lives by their minds being blinded that they cannot see. And they can't see the filthiness of that sin and how corrupt and destructive it is in their heart and their life. It's sad when, when religious people get in their minds that I can go and go out and dance and party in the bar, you know, on Saturday nights and, and be teaching Sunday school and singing <laughs> in the choir and whatever. Uh, you know, on Sunday morning. And don't think that that don't happen because it did. Many years ago, I had a, some of my family that left the church because of that. Going out and bragging, uh, you know, while they was in Sunday school class or bragging while they was in a, uh, uh, in the, in the choir that, you know, we had a great time last night at so-and-so's place. <laughs> I'm telling you, God wants us to come out to my mom the world would be sick. Amen. Because there's some things that you and I are going to endure. And we either, we're either going to endure as a good soldier. Or it's going to be 
endured that's going to take us down. It's going to bring us down. It'll destroy our relationship with the Lord. It'll separate us from our relationship with Him. I don't want anything to come between me and my Lord and you. I don't want nothing. But if Satan can, he'll, he'll do his best to try to drive a wedge between you and the Lord, between you and the relationship that you have with Him. And you know, we're never to boast about Oh, how great and wonderful we are and how good we feel. Paul said, let our boasting be in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. And not be boasting about ourselves, how, how so confident we are of the flesh. Oh, I tell you, I would never do that. I ain't going to do that. I tell you, you know, we can boast about all things. He said, let our boasting be in the Lord. I'm glad the Lord has me in His hand instead of me trying to hold Him in my hand. Because <laughs> that's impossible. Amen. God is so good. He's got things that He wants you and me to endure. And He's looking for us to endure those things. And not only are we going to endure them, we're going to come through them. We're going to come through those things. Because there's things about the, the, the description about enduring. It means to stand up against. There's some things in this world we just got to stand up against. Amen. And the Bible speaks very clearly about it. We need to stand up against it. Oh, we ain't got to go out there and make get, you know, one of the well, does the megaphone get out there and just holler upon everybody? You bunch of sinners, you bunch of evil crooks and wicked people. I mean, we don't go out there and do stuff like that. And we're to let people know, you know, hey, sin is destructive and it's causing people to, to travel to hell. It's taking them to a devil's hell. Take them to a place that God don't want them to go. And His mercy can, can cause them to change. His mercy can. If they'll let it. But if not, it's going to lead to destruction. Yeah. There's things to remain in our life. There's things that God wants to remain. When we talk about enduring, there's things God wants us to receive through Christ. He wants us to receive through the Holy Ghost teaching us and helping us. He wants some things to remain in our life. Some things that are very vital for our relationship, our walk with the Lord. He wants those things to remain in us. Things that the Lord, when He gives us the fruit of His Spirit, Sister Pearl, He wants that fruit to remain. And He wants that fruit to become productive. He wants that fruit to multiply, to increase in your life and in my life. Amen. He wants us to continue doing things that are right. If you've been doing some right things, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't change. Keep doing it. If you're doing things that are right, keep it up. But guess what? You're going you're gonna to receive the benefit from it. You're going to receive the good from it. If you just keep doing what's right. That's what He wants us to do. And there's things that we're going to suffer with Him. When He talks about enduring, there's things that we're going to suffer with Him. Christ suffered. He suffered. Many men women in the Bible that we read about, God's pages that we have, they suffered. They suffered things. You and I are going to suffer some things. It ain't going to be life that's going to be all rosy, peaches, and creams, and there's 
There's never no heartaches, no heartbreak, no disappointments. Oh, they're going to come. They're going to be here. There's things we're going to suffer. But he says, when we suffer, let's suffer with him. Let's don't suffer like Peter said for evil doing. Let's suffer because we're doing well. We're doing good. Amen. Peter said, I'd rather suffer for well-doing than evil-doing any day. Amen. 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 I'd rather suffer for doing well. So if we're going to endure, we're going to suffer with him some things. And then he tells us in another part of enduring, a fifth point here I want to bring out, is about going on to perfection. Going on to perfection. See, we're to stand up against, we're to remain with, we're to continue doing what's right, we're to suffer with Him, and then we're to go on, go on to perfection, or go on to finish, go on to complete the work that is started in you, go on and let it be completed. Amen. Don't let that work stop. Don't ever let it stop as long as you breathe and live in this life. Let that work continue. Go on to perfection. Go on and let that work in you be completed. Let it be finished in you what God wants to finish. You know, Paul said it well, didn't he? When he said he fought a good fight, he finished his course. He said, I finished my course. Amen. And that's what you and I must do. We must finish that course. Go on to perfection. Go on to that completeness. What all that the Lord has has established for us to receive. Let's keep receiving. You know, one good thing about serving the Lord is that we never get to a place. We never get to a place that, well, I've got it all now. I remember an elderly lady told me one time years ago, she said this, she said, Brother Knox, she said, I got it all. She said, I, I said, you got what? She said, I got it all. Everything the Lord has, she said, I got it all. I said, well, I'm glad you got it all because I, I ain't got it all yet. I got just an itsy-bitsy little bit of it. And I said, I'm drawing from that well every day. Every day I'm going to that well of salvation. I'm going to, to his reservoir. I'm going to his reservoir every day. I'm trying to draw out of it what he has. Amen. Because I got a desire there. I want more. I want more. But to say that we've got it all, that's not, that's not possible. We got it all. God has it all. Christ has it all. The Holy Ghost, but we don't have it all. But we're trying to grasp. We're trying to receive more and more and more. Every day we get up, there's more to receive. Every day we get up, there's more to put into us that we didn't have yesterday. Amen. More for us to experience. More for us to know. More for us to learn. Every day we get up. That's part of that enduring. We're just, we're doing what's right. We're continuing. We're remaining. We're going on to perfection. What are you doing? I'm going on to perfection, praise God. What you doing, Brother Knox? I'm going on to perfection. How about it, Brother Davis? I'm going on to perfection. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, you are, are you? Yeah, I'm going on to perfection. I'm going on to completeness. I'm going on to finish this race. Yes. I'm going on to finish my course. Oh, yes. I'm going on to finish what the Lord has begun in me. I'm going on so He can finish it well. 
within me. <clears throat> Praise his name. Praise his name. In Romans, in that chapter. Romans the ninth chapter, verse 21. He said, Have not the part power over the clay. Of the same lump to one vessel under honor, and to another dishonor. What if God, willing to show his wrath, and to make his power known, endure with much long suffering the vessels of wrath, fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared in the glory. Even us whom he hath called not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. <coughs> Paul is arguing for God's right to use certain people. He can use certain people to accomplish his redemptive purpose without having to answer to anyone. God don't have to answer you to me whatever he chooses to use. Whatever he chooses, however he chooses to work. We must not interpret this to mean, we, we don't want to interpret this, what, what he said here, to mean that God has no moral principles that's inherent in his own character as he deals with individuals and nations. God, God is governed in his nature, not by human will, but by his love. He's governed by his love that he has. Not by human will. What human may choose or choose not to do. Of course, I can say here that those who interpret these passages of Scripture to mean that God arbitrarily chooses some people for salvation and others for destruction is misconstrued passages here that we're talking about. When he's talking about the vessels of wrath, that refers to those being prepared for eternal destruction. See, there's vessels of wrath. And they're prepared. <coughs> they're prepared for eternal destruction. The path that they're on is eternal destruction. People become vessels of wrath by their own, by their own sinful acts and rebellion. How do I become vessels of wrath? By my own rebellion, by my own rejection of God. However, the objects or the people of wrath may still repent and turn to God because of his mercy. And receive his salvation. Amen. There's vessels of wrath right now that's in this world. Those that we consider, the Bible says, that are sinners, they're vessels of wrath. What is their future that's ahead of them? What are they headed to? They're headed to destruction. But with God's mercy, 
With God's mercy, that vessel of wrath can be turned and become a vessel of honor. Amen. Through God's riches, they can become a, a vessel of honor. Which really is what the Lord wants them to be prepared for. Is to be prepared for a vessel of honor. Amen. Paul said, even us, whom he hath called. Even us. God wants you and I tonight to be a vessel of honor. He knows there's things that we have no control over. I don't have any control over certain things that goes on in this world. None of us do. Only God does. The elements, all in this world, when the sun rises, when it sets, when the stars shine, I don't have anything to do with that. That's God's work. That's all His handiwork, His wondrous works that God does. When the wind blows, when the rain comes. Whatever comes, whatever happens. God's the one in control of it all. He's wanting to take those that are vessels of wrath and make them, Sister Betsy, vessels of honor. He's wanting them to turn, repent, and receive Jesus as their Lord and their personal Savior. Amen. And James put it this way in James 5 and 11. James says, we count them happy which endure. Those that will endure hardships, those that will endure the things of this life and remain with the Lord. He said, we count them happy. Those that will stay with the Lord through thick or thin, no matter what's going to happen, what comes, what goes, they're going to stay with the Lord. They're choosing to walk with Him and serve Him. Then He said, we count them happy. Because they're just being the vessels of honor God wants them to be. That He afore made them to be. That's what aforehand He had made them to be. You know, vessels of honor. To bring honor and glory unto Him. In His name. His creation. Bringing honor to Him. Amen. Bringing that glory to Him. Praise the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful thought it is. Wonderful thought. How God is so good to us. Amen. He tells us in Matthew 24 and 13. Very familiar passage said, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. He that shall endure unto the end. Are you making plans right now? Are you making your plans to endure unto the end? Amen. Is that your plan for today? When someone says, Brother Larry, what's your plan for today? It's to endure to the end. It's to make it through to the Lord. It's not to change. Not to deviate. Not to go astray. Not to walk away. Amen. <coughs> to keep myself separate from this world. Clinging only to Him. Amen. Remaining only only in Him. I plan to endure, don't you? Yes. I plan to make it. And with God's help, just baby, we're going to make it. 
Oh, praise God. With God's help, church, we're going to make it. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Jesus made it up Calvary's hill. Though he was beaten and whipped and everything else, he, he was tortured. His visions, the Bible says, the visions of his, his face was what even, it was so marred that he couldn't even look at how his face appearance was. It was so swollen. Because he'd been slapped and beat and struck, hit on. Stripes put on his back, beat. But he made it up Calvary. He said, Not my will, thy will. Father, be done. He made it up Calvary. Praise the Lord. There he'd give his life, shed his blood. And he's counting on you and me to make it. He's wanting us to endure to the end. Because if we do, he said the same. For the Hancock, the same shall be saved. Oh, praise his name. Shall be saved. That means we shall be delivered. Amen. Our total deliverance, our complete deliverance will come if we endure to the end. Amen. It's so sad. It'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it's so sad to even think if someone would serve the Lord for years and then because of a pleasurable sin that Satan gets them gets them to look at and focus on and they keep looking and after a while they begin to participate in that <coughs> sin and they lose out with God. There's a lot of men and women through the years, Brother George, that are so close to death's door and right at the end of their last year or two years or three years, they went astray from God and went into sin. Yeah? Because of some pleasurable condition that they set their sights on. When all along God had the pleasure and more so for them to enjoy than what that little bit was for. Sell their soul. You know, for whether it was for money or for the flesh or uh, to leave their spouse and take up another one. No, commit adultery, lie, steal, whatever the scripture speaks of. Be so close to death's door and then to give that up, not endure to the end. You won't have to endure to the end. We're going to make it. We're going to be saved. We're going to have our deliverance. We've got to make it to the end. I'm planning on being that vessel of honor. I'm saying, on this day, Lord, help me to be a vessel of honor. I don't want to be a vessel of wrath. I don't want to be a vessel of your destruction. I want to be a vessel of honor. Amen. Because I'm planning on enduring to the end. I don't know what's ahead, but I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure what's ahead with your help. I'm going to make it with what's ahead.
make it on our own. We have to have Him, Brother Billy, if we're going to make it. We can't make it on our own. Gotta be with Him. He said there's thieves and robbers who think they can make it. They ain't but one way. They ain't but one door to the chief And he said, I'm in. I'm the one Jesus said. I'm the one. You're going to make it. You're going to have to come through me to make it. 